On today's show, the Houston Rockets get absolutely cooked by Rockets legend Eric Gordon and the Phoenix Suns. Oh my. Boom. Another one. That was sweets to see. It was it was not sweets to see. Why the defensive game plan didn't work against Kevin Durant. Jalen Green shot returns sort of in this game. Cam Whitmore with some early rotation minutes with no Dylan Brooks in the lineup. We're going to talk about it all coming up right here on Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. Throw it up to Jalen Green. Shingoon here in the short row. Oh, my, that's the no look. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! Look at Tari Eason. Here comes Tari. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. The Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. One thing I have never done is not made the playoffs, and so we want to take that step here as well. Six. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked On NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked On Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked On Rockets part of your day every single day, whether it's on your way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for being an everyday or thank you for making the show part of your day every single day. Shout out to my guy, Alex, and shout out to my boy, Wesley, who I got to see at the Rockets game against the Suns. Uh, it was a brutal game, though. Shout out to you guys. Always always cool running into uh, everydayers, friends at the game. Uh, this game was not fun uh, because the Rockets got absolutely torched. 129-113. We're going to get into all of the reasons for this loss. Eric Gordon, uh, his first return to Houston since leaving the Rockets got his tribute video got to catch up with him pre and post game that was fun why the defensive game plan against Kevin Durant just didn't work in this game Jalen Green with sort of a bounce back game hitting six of his 12 three-pointers but the process seemed a little iffy Cam Whitmore with some rotation minutes. No Dylan Brooks in the lineup and Jabari Jr. got hurt so the injury bug is starting to bite the Rockets now, first, today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Look, this game, the, the man of the hour in this game was uh, none other than former Houston Rocket Rockets legend Eric Gordon, who made his return, his first return to Houston uh, since being dealt, since leaving the team last season. And because uh, it was weird last season, right? He gets traded to the Clippers and, uh, you know, he, uh, it, it, the Rockets have played all their matches against the Clippers last season. So you didn't see Eric Gordon last year. Then he leaves the Clippers, signs with the Suns in free agency. And this was his first time back in Houston since leaving the organization. Seven years spent with the Houston Rockets. Some years spent winning, some years spent losing. And he was a big reason for this loss, man. He torched the Rockets. 27 points, 10 to 15 shooting, 7 of 11 from three-point land. Uh, it was it was a little ridiculous to watch Eric Gordon just step back in and completely own 
this Rockets team. Uh, look, he's familiar with the rims in TC, right? Makes sense. Uh, he even had that one play against Jalen Green where he blocked him not once but twice on the same possession. And that felt that felt maybe like there was a little something personal there. Uh, just, you know, a couple of years of frustration let out on the court where he was like, all right, here we, here we go. But, you know, it was, it was good catching up with EG before the game. He said that Houston's always a special place, that Houston is home to him, uh, and that he really wishes that they could have won a championship here, which, you know, hey, me too. Me too, EG, right? Like, there would have been, that team was so close. Uh, and so having to play against him uh, was interesting, right? And the, the, you know, the Rockets did light up post-game, even though they had just gotten cooked by him, right? Jalen, Jay Sean, they lit up when I, when I asked them about, you know, what it was like going against their former vet, EG. They were like, it's all love there. Um, there was a little, little cross-chatter maybe going on during the game. But the reason Eric Gordon was able to get going the way that he was and the reason the Rockets lost this game was they didn't execute their defensive game plan very well against... Kevin Durant. They did not want KD to be a scorer in this game. And he kind of got going later in the game as they adjusted their defensive game plan. Uh, but early on, they were aggressive against KD. They sent double teams at him. They forced the ball out of his hands. They turned him into a facilitator. And that was their idea of how they wanted to defend Kevin Durant. Now, the problem is they turned him into a facilitator and credit to KD. He did a great job, you know, releasing the basketball, getting rid of the ball at the right moment. Uh, and giving his teammates ample time to, I guess, keep the Rockets defense in rotation or to get a shot up. And it led to a career high. He tied, well, he tied his career high, 16 assists for KD. He's one of the best five basketball players in the entire NBA, right? Like he's capable of doing it a variety of ways. He can either score and break you down that way. He can pass and break you down that way. And, Ime Odoka cited the fact that the Rockets did a poor job of closing out on shooters, that they had short closeouts on the three-point shooters for the Suns. So you had a bunch of different guys get going from downtown. Uh, Nurkic hit a three. EG hit a bunch of threes. Grayson Allen hit a couple threes. Devin Booker really didn't you know, have it going from, from deep in this game, but it was the short closeouts specifically on Eric Gordon that did not match their defensive game plan. They were supposed to close out hard, turn him into a driver, force him into the paint, you know, and they didn't do that. So they turned Kevin Durant into a facilitator and KD sliced up the Rockets when they did that. And then as the game progressed, they tried their best to maybe, you know, rein it in a little bit there. Um, Phoenix got, got going especially in that second quarter, the the 43 to 31 quarter. That's where it really, the, the lead kind of exploded. The Rockets played them, Okay, in the first quarter, 30 to 24. Uh, then you had that second quarter where the Suns were plus 12 and Kevin Durant was just dicing up the defense. And then in the second half, the Rockets tried to adjust a little bit and they they peeled away from the aggressive double teams against KD. And it looked a little bit better. They, they kind of forced Kevin Durant to try to beat them one-on-one. Tari Eason, I thought, did a phenomenal job in some of his coverages on KD. And even Jay Sean Tate, you know, did a decent job one-on-one -on -one against KD. And I thought it was a peculiar choice by the Rockets coaching staff to go with this game plan on KD because in previous games we'd seen, right, um, like against the Nuggets with Jokic or the Mavs with Luka or 
the Lakers with AD um, and LeBron. We've seen games previously where Ime has challenged the stars to do all of the heavy lifting. And the the goal has been stay home on the shooters, don't don't help, don't whatever. Because the moment you start letting those star players get the other guys involved, get the role players involved, and those guys start knock, knocking down shots, the stars can get theirs whenever they want, right? They, you know, the stars can get theirs against a double team, against a triple team. They can get to the foul line. They can do all this stuff to get themselves going. It's really dangerous when you let the stars get the other players going. And that's where I thought the misstep was in the in the game plan here against the Suns was forcing KD to be a facilitator. Okay, kind of works in theory, but then too many role players get going for the Suns, right? Grayson Allen hits a few shots. Eric Gordon hits a ton of shots. Um, and then at that point, when they did decide to peel it back, and they were like, oh, well, okay, well, these guys are hitting shots. Now we're going to hone in and maybe try to make Kevin Durant beat you one-on-one. And KD's very capable of that. So I didn't really like the game plan. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I would have rather seen them just you know, force Kevin Durant to beat you in isolation. The Rockets have a number of quality defenders they could throw at KD. You could throw at you could throw Jabari, you could throw Tari, you could throw Jay Sean. Even without Dylan Brooks in the lineup, they have a versatile array of defenders. Even Jeff Green, right for for limited stretches, uh, KD's old running mate. Uh, you could throw all those guys at Kevin Durant and try to you know change it up there to make him uncomfortable or make him just work harder for his shots, whereas instead you throw the double teams at him and the Suns got a ton of wide open looks very early on because of it, and that's what got going, you know, got got guys like Eric Gordon going in this game, and that's why the Rockets lost. They, they didn't execute their defensive game plan properly against KD, and they were still kind of in this one, despite the fact that they didn't have Dylan Brooks, despite the fact that they didn't perform their best defensive game plan this season. The Rockets now 0-9 this year when they allow more than 120 points scored. So this is a Rockets team that when they don't defend, they don't win games. It's that simple. And this was one of their worst defensive performances executing their defensive game plans so far this season. Coming up, do you want to talk about uh, some of the individual performances from this game? Jalen Green with his shot sort of returning in this one. Cam Whitmore with some rotation minutes. And what this Rockets team is going to unfortunately have to look like these next few games now that they're without Dylan Brooks and also without Jabari Smith Jr. who suffered an ankle sprain in this game. We're going to get there in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And here we've got a couple Houston Rockets legends that we get to highlight. Dante Exum. Uh, Jason Kidd said that when healthy, the Mavs are still planning on starting Exum. His shooting is probably going to regress, but that role is enticing. It allows him to produce at a high level, and producing is certainly what he's doing for the Dallas Mavericks right now. And then on the other side, Isaiah Hartenstein. It looks like Mitchell Robinson is out for the rest of the season for the New York Knicks, and Isaiah Hartenstein is the clear ad if he is available. So, 
Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante Exum, a couple guys you want to keep your eyes out for in your fantasy league. And look, Josh Lloyd from Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, same as with your vehicle. So with over 122 million parts to choose from for your ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply and continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. While you're here, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to go subscribe to Locked on Sports Today. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top, the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league. 24-7 coverage right here on YouTube. Go to Locked on Sports Today. Hit subscribe. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask it there in the first segment when I was waxing poetic about Eric Gordon and how, God, it just... Oh, my. Boom. Another one. That was sweet to see. <sighs> it was cool seeing Eric Gordon again in person. It, he didn't have to do the Rockets dirty like that. That was that was a little messed up in his homecoming. The tribute video was awesome for EG, and you could really tell, like, this place means a lot to him. When, when EG's career is said and done, depending on how many more years he plays... Uh, people are going to look back on EG and, you know, occasionally you look back on a player, you're right. And you're like, oh, that player was, you know, a rocket or that player was a son or that player was a clipper or whatever. I, I think you're going to look back on Eric Gordon and say, oh, he, he was a rocket through and through. Right. You know, he, he had, he played some of the best basketball of his career here. Won six man of the year here, uh, was very close to winning a title, won the three point shootout while he was a rocket. Like, Eric Gordon is a rocket through and through, and there's an argument to be made that he's one of the greatest Houston Rockets role players ever to do it, ever to wear a Rockets jersey. Uh, right up there with some of the role players from the uh, the back-to-back title teams in the mid-'90s. That's how good Eric Gordon was in his tenure as a Houston Rocket. So I meant to ask it in the first question or in the first segment there, but would you want to see Eric Gordon back in a Houston Rockets jersey? If the Suns, who are kind of reeling that they needed that win against the Rockets. If they continue to struggle this season, if if they can't ever get healthy, if Bradley Beal and the big three can't get it figured out, if they keep playing below 500 basketball, the Suns are like a powder keg with waiting for a trade demand, another trade demand from Kevin Durant, or maybe Devin Booker asks out. If he gets frustrated, they're clearly not bought in on Frank Vogel so far this year. Uh, if that happens and the Suns tear it down, would you want to see Eric Gordon back in Houston? I would love to have Eric Gordon back in Houston. It feels like he would be a perfect mix or a perfect match for what this team needs. Uh, defense, three-point shooting, can score, coming off the bench, can start, whatever. Feels like Eric Gordon would be a huge get for this Rockets team. Uh, but that begs the question of where you'd get him his his minutes. So let's talk a little bit about the two-guard that the Houston Rockets do have. That's Jalen Green. And I will say it was... A pleasant surprise to see Jalen Green just able to put the ball in the basket again. As simple as it is, as as, as bare bones as that analysis is, sometimes you just got to see the ball go through the hoop. Uh, Jalen finished with 23 points on 8 of 20 shooting, so a, a largely inefficient night. 6 of 12 from downtown, 
More on that in a second. He was one of two at the charity stripe. Had five rebounds, had three assists, had a steal, a couple turnovers. This game felt clunky, weird, because nobody really had it going offensively in this game. Having to sub in Jayshon Tate into the starting lineup kind of messes up the Rockets' spacing a little bit. Losing Dylan Brooks, first and foremost, is a huge loss for this team. I've, I said it earlier this season. It bears repeating. This team is not built to be missing any of its key contributors. The moment one of its key contributors go down, you feel it. This team does not have a ton of depth to where you can afford to be missing key guys. So missing Dylan Brooks, who is your best defender and arguably your what, like third best offensive player this season, I mean, the Rockets felt it in this game. And they felt it with the way that the spacing looked offensively. Because, uh, again, Jay Shantae is not a guy that, that teams honor as far as shooting is concerned. Teams are still ignoring Alper and Shingun at the three-point line. So Yusuf Nurkic, deep drop, covering up everything at the rim. So the shots that Jalen Green was getting, uh, he hit his first two. He hit his first two middies of the game. Nurkic was in a deep drop. Jalen Green read the defense, knocked down the two middies. Cool. Good start for Jalen Green. He proceeds to, you know, knock down his threes. And the process there was what was a little iffy to me because Jalen is a guy who can get his shot whenever he wants. He can pull up from anywhere on the floor and he can take wide open shots. He can take contested shots. He can, he can shoot it from anywhere on the floor whenever he wants to. And that's why the process felt a little, ugh, uh, a little kind of eh in this game because he missed some of the wide open threes that he was getting and he knocked down some of the threes where he had a hand in his face where it was just kind of not, I don't want to call it a heat check, but just like a pull up, like, okay, there's a defender in front of me. So what? I'm just going to take this three and look, nobody else had it going really offensively in this game. Al P was the only other guy who was putting the ball in the bucket. Really? Uh, it was just a really off night. This team playing on the second night of a back-to-back shorthanded missing Dylan Brooks, Missing Jabari Smith Jr. to close out this game, who left the game due to an ankle sprain, uh, which with Jabari on that note, I mean, he walked, he completely just limped off the court. And thankfully, it wasn't, it didn't look like it was anything serious. A lot of people were worried it was like an Achilles injury or something. So it's not that. And in the Rockets locker room, he was not wearing like a walking boot or anything. We haven't gotten any additional updates. Ime Udoka did not have an update. The Rockets did not practice Thursday, so we have no idea what's going on with Jabari. But he was not in a walking boot after the game, and that's usually a good sign. So I'm sure he's going to be okay. It just sucks to have lost him because that's a lot of that's two that's two of your five starters in Dylan Brooks and Jabari Smith Jr. who are probably going to miss a little bit of time here. And I really kind of feel like on the second night of a back to back where you don't have Dylan, Tari was a game-time decision, and he was able to play, thankfully. Then you lose Jabari. I don't know. It just almost feels like the Rockets could have just chalked this up to a schedule loss and just rested all their key guys because Alper and Shingun looks like he is out of it, needs rest. Tari is a game-time decision every night because he's trying to rest up his leg and because it'll it'll be an issue he's dealing with throughout the season. Fred desperately needs some rest. So, I don't know. This game, they kept kind of chasing this game. And a lot. I saw a lot of Rockets fans saying that Ime Odoka gave up too early in this game, in the fourth quarter. Whereas I would argue that he didn't give up soon enough. That this was just one where you look at it and you're like, you know what? Schedule loss. Take the L. 
and move on to the next game. That that's that's where I'm at. I, I would have rather seen the Rockets just chalk this one up, second night of a back-to-back schedule loss. Let the young guys go out there, let them in, let Cam get a bunch of run, bring back up the G League guys, and just do that for a game so that you can be rested, re, you know, recouped all that for the for the rest of this homestand. Now and now that you don't have Jabari, it's going to be even tougher. So I don't know. That's weird sidebar, weird tangent. But with Jalen. I don't know how I got off on that tangent while talking about Jalen, but I hope that this game can be at least the game where like seeing the ball go through the hoop can help him get out of the slump that he's in because at some point, right? It's just, it's mental. He's got to overcome it. it. It wasn't a great game, right? He, he missed every shot inside the three point line, aside from those first two. So he missed six more shots. After nailing his first two middies, he missed all six of his other shots inside the paint. Uh, The driving game, still not there. You know, it it just, it felt a little rough around the edges. And I know he knocked down his threes, and I'm grateful for that. But even then, again, he didn't knock down some of the wide open ones. He did knock down some of the contested ones. The process just didn't feel great for Jalen. And that might seem harsh. That might seem overly critical. That might seem like nitpicking. Oh, but he had... 23 points, cool. He had 23 points. And the Rockets lost by double digits because they weren't defending in this game. So it's hard to take a lot from this one. It's really hard to take anything from this game. It's it's kind of just one of those ugly games. Uh, but one of the things that I do want to highlight from this one uh, were the minutes from Cam Whitmore because Cam Whitmore is, is playing like a guy who clearly wants a spot in the rotation. And I think especially now with no Dylan Brooks for the foreseeable future, no timetable yet with no time, with no Jabari moving forward, Cam Whitmore is a guy who should absolutely be getting rotation minutes. And we're going to talk about what we saw out of him in this game and final thoughts from this one coming up in just a moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. It's that Simple prize picks is so easy to play. You can make your picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, which is what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app on the market. And with basketball season here and in full swing, you can do combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus reception. So if you've been thinking about getting into daily fantasy sports, you've got to try PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA with code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. That's 100 bucks right there at your fingertips. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, final thoughts on this one. And I want to highlight, I want to highlight Cam here in just a moment. And I will say that, you know, sometimes it just boils down to, and like, Sometimes it just boils down to like a team is just going to be better than you and it felt like the Rockets again they've they've got such a slim such a slim margin for error this season. So when you're without DB 
again, your best defender, your third best offensive player, you're missing him. And then it messes up the rotations because then you have to put Jay Sean Tate in. And, and for everybody who was clamoring for all the Rockets fans who were like, why is Tari Eason not starting? It, it likely had to do with a, a minutes issue, right? Where if you want to keep Tari Eason below a certain minute threshold, right? Somewhere in that 20 to 25 range and not completely overburden him on the second night of a back-to-back. It's a lot harder to do if you start him. It's a lot harder to do if he's got to play a solid, you know, seven, eight minutes straight, you know, at the top of the first quarter or even even longer than that, you know, 10, 12 minutes, whatever. And then the, you know, the rotation, the substitution patterns, all that. So while I don't necessarily agree with the idea to start Jay Sean Tate, I would have absolutely started Tari Eason. If you're going to play him, play him, right? If you're going to play him, go all out with it. And if you have to pull him later, if the if the doctors are saying, hey, he's at 25 minutes and he can't keep going, then you you cross that bridge when you come to it later in the game. But, you know, it just felt like the it felt like the deck was stacked against the Rockets kind of in this game, unfortunately. Uh, and the, the Suns just they've got Booker. They've got KD. They're just a, a much more offensively potent team. And the Rockets, without one of their key defensive pieces and then losing Jabari as well, did not help them at all. It just wasn't a good night. Second night of a back to back. Guys looked exhausted when they were you know, making their defensive rotations early. The Rockets looked like a team that had been beaten up and had just played a really hard-fought game against the Pacers the night before. So, again, that's why I made my point about the just take the schedule loss, rest the guys, move on. It's probably what I would have done. But I'm not the coach. <laughs> so, uh, one of the silver linings, though, I think, from this game was that before the game, Ime Odoka did highlight Cam Whitmore and Reggie Bullock is a couple of the names that he would lean on in the absence of Dylan Brooks and possibly at the time Tari Eason because they didn't know if Tari was going to be ready to go or not. But Dylan, still no timetable. So I would assume that Reggie Bullock and Cam Whitmore will continue to be a couple of the names that uh, Ime Odoka calls upon in the absence of Dylan Brooks. And that's, that's a good thing because, look, this team needs shooting in, like, the worst way possible. Now, the problem is, is now you, you also have to find a way to replace Dylan's defensive production and neither Reggie nor Cam do that. Um, Reggie is a passable, solid defender. I would say probably slightly above average. And then Cam is a mixed bag defensively because he's got the physical gifts to be a good defender. And he, he has moments where he makes good plays, where he uses his body, where he'll dig, he'll play a passing lane, you know, quick hands, all that, deflect the pass, get a steal, that kind of thing. But he also has moments where he makes defensive miscues, right? Like there was a point yesterday in the game where uh, one of the Suns players drove in and uh, it might have been, who was it? Was it, it wasn't Grayson Allen. I don't think it was Booker. Was it a Kogi? I think it might have been a Kogi uh, or an Asir Little. Uh, somebody drove in. Uh, actually, it might have been Lee. That's, that's who it was, I think. Uh, drove in, pump faked in the lane, got Cam Whitmore in the air, and then just boom, easy Easy foul draw, right? Just and it's like those those certain little itty bitty mistakes that you're just ah, he's a rookie, he's gonna make those mistakes. So how many of those mistakes can you live with in a given game, right? When you're trying to win, those mistakes start to add up pretty quickly. And so that's why I say it was, it was kind of a mixed bag from Cam Whitmore in this game because you saw the flashes and the moments of like oh, like this is this is why Cam is exciting and this is why he could play. He knocked down. He knocked down a few threes, was three of four uh, from, from long distance, and you know that looked really good. He got to the basket once, um, knocked down a free throw 
you know, he he played with a ton of energy and hustle and enthusiasm. Like his energy, the moment he stepped on the court, you could tell he wanted to be out there. Like he was looking at this as his opportunity. Like, hey, I'm going to show that I belong in this rotation, that I should be getting minutes. And that's exactly what you want out of a guy who hasn't been getting rotation minutes, right? Cam Whitmore, he's a he's a rookie. He's been with the G League. He's been dominating down there. So show us what you got. Let's see what you can do. And I think that he showed enough in this game, specifically with just the shooting, like just his willingness to shoot the ball. Um, he's not, I wouldn't say he's a defensive liability. There's going to be moments where he'll have defensive miscues. He'll have some of those rookie mistakes. There's going to be moments like that for sure. Uh, there's going to be moments where he looks to, you know, dive in and try to get an offensive rebound or cut at the wrong time. There's going to be chemistry issues because he hasn't been playing with a lot of these guys at this level yet. He's, you know, he's been in practices, sure, that kind of thing, but it's different getting those real game reps. So there's going to be some growing pains if you do start factoring Cam into the rotation, but I think the benefits far outweigh any of the negatives. I've been you know, clamoring for this for a little while now, right? Cam is a guy that I think can help this team win now. I think there's maybe a bit of an argument to be made that Cam might be more beneficial to this team right now than Amin Thompson, just straight up skill set wise. Uh, because Amin still has a very long way to go. Uh, he's really raw. There's still moments where you see the flashes, where you see the vision on display. You see his ability to drive. You see, you know, everything that's there that makes him such an enticing and exciting prospect but it's just going to take a little bit of time to put all of that together. So I did like that, you know, the Rockets got kind of an extended run and extended look at those two guys again. And I like that Ime Odoka, you know, at least gave him a chance to be in the rotation, uh, getting some first quarter minutes. And it was kind of weird there in that fourth quarter when it was officially kind of, you know, quote unquote garbage time that Aaron holiday kind of took it upon himself to just kind of, I don't know, be the number one option on the floor with that bench unit. And it would have been kind of nicer to see more of the offense being run by or flow through a men and cam during those garbage time reps. Cause we know what Aaron can do, right? He's not, he doesn't have to go out there and, and, and ball out to, to secure minutes, but it kind of felt like it was and and credit to, I believe, uh, Rahat red 94, who said this on, on social media, it kind of felt like it was an open audition for, the two guard minutes, right? Where this team is trying to figure out what its rotation is going to be moving forward. We don't know what the status of Jalen Green is going to be. Yes, he he bounced back and hit six threes in this game, but the process still didn't feel great. Uh, so I, I think Aaron Holiday is pretty safe in the Rockets rotation. I don't imagine that his minutes would be reduced. I don't imagine that he'd get a lesser role. Aaron Holiday has been an amazing piece of this Rockets rotation, but it kind of felt like right that fourth quarter where these guys, Aaron, uh, Amin, Cam, they're all like trying to showcase, hey, this is why like I should be in the rotation. Because there are a limited number of spots. And once this team is healthy again, uh, once they do have Dylan back, and once they do have Jabari back, and once Tari stops being a game time decision, then you know who is going to ultimately get those minutes? And right now, it's pretty concrete. Like Aaron's locked in the rotation, Amin's getting his minutes, and Cam is probably going to be the odd man out. But Maybe we see something over these next few games. And that's what I'm optimistic about. That's the silver lining here is the Rockets now are sitting at 15 and 14. They are still ahead of schedule, I think, by being above 500. But they are now dealing with the injury bug. And they've got to deal with no Dylan Brooks and no Jabari Smith Jr. for however long. 
Uh, your go-to guys that you would probably slot into the starting lineup would be Tari Eason, depending on availability, and Jay Sean Tate, I would imagine, would be the two names that they select. I honestly wouldn't hate to see them start Reggie Bullock for a few games because, again, they need shooting. And they need to be able to surround Alper and Shingun and Fred Van Vliet with shooting because those two guys need space to operate with their two-man game. So you're missing now Dylan Brooks, who's one of your best three-point shooters. Jabari Smith Jr., who's been one of your best three-point shooters. The spacing is going gonna, is gonna to get hurt a lot. So I'm curious to see how Ime Odoka navigates this moving forward. I don't know what he's going to do with these rotations, but I do think that Cam has shown enough with his time in the G League and enough in these little brief spurts against the Mavericks, against the Suns now in, in real rotation minutes that there's something there. There's a, there's a guy who can contribute to winning right now. It's going to be a little rough around the edges. There's going to be some mistakes, but that would be kind of my one silver lining from this game is we did get to see uh, a decent performance from Cam Whitmore. And again, that shooting is just something this team desperately needs. So uh, is the shooting from Jalen Green real or did he just get lucky and get hot from three in this game? Uh, again, I don't think the process felt great. So give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on Jalen Green in the YouTube comments. Would you want to see Eric Gordon back in a Rockets jersey if the Suns decide to blow things up this season? How do you feel about Cam Whitmore? Should he Has he earned rotation minutes this season or do you still need to see more out of Cam Whitmore? Let me know in the YouTube comments. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. <laughs>